This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I have a very high expectation of what I've always thought this franchise is, and that was the best franchise in sports. In the moments where we are down, as players, we got to execute. Every day, I'm so fortunate to be a part of this team. This is 49ers Plus Minus. Everybody, Tim Calicom here, TK Show, recording from my home studio. But we got somebody who was in Philadelphia for the 49ers. A little bit of a big victory there uh, over the Eagles. My co-host, the one and only, who's got to be eating a late night dinner right now or skipping out just for the fans to be able to provide for them. This is Matt Barrows. Matt, how you doing? Uh, what, 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 give me your just initial impressions of that 49ers victory. Um, from quarters two through four, it was an ass whooping. I mean, there's there's no way around it. Um, and the usual suspects were there. You know, Debo Samuel running through linebackers. Uh, Juwan Jennings throwing a guy uh, out of the way and, and running in for a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey uh, doing a, you know, I mean, even on plays where he didn't have great blocking, he was finding a way to gain yards. And then Brock Purdy. That guy? All people. That guy? In the second, in the second quarter, uh, a cornerback has him squared up. This is like a, quarter, a cornerback's dream. Mm-hmm. Little, uh, you know, six-foot quarterback. And uh, just kind of bounces off Purdy's thighs like, uh, like he's made of steel. And I thought that that was just a... Um, a big image for the game, just given what happened in January, uh, how quickly the the 49ers crumbled, um, and any team would have, but it was about the quarterbacks going down, and this game was about the quarterbacks standing firm and delivering the blows instead of receiving them. So, Especially after the first that quarter. That a, right? uh, the first quarter, the Eagles' defensive line is all over him. Yeah. Like, I don't think they can, the 49ers can block him, specifically that right side. Because uh, I thought, you know, those in- four incompletions, like three of them were harassed, you know, really not a lot he could do about it. What happened there, Barros? How did they tighten up that that blocking? Well, I think that they got a very nice assist from the uh, the Chiefs and the Bills, because I mm-hmm. think what we were talking about last week yep. really started to have an effect. And, and maybe not in the second quarter, but um, I mean... You know, Shanahan's point after the game was that, you know, there were some plays on those first two drives and it was a a tip ball here and, uh, you know, something else going wrong there that kind of um, uh, disrupted everything. But they would have done well, you know, obviously had uh, a couple of things happen. Um, The the, the Eagles had great energy early on. I mean, um, they're, they're back in their home stadium coming off a couple of an emotional wins. Uh, They've heard the. 49ers chirping all offseason about how unfair it was in the championship game. And they were they had something to prove themselves. And I think that was clear. But once the 49ers started swinging, uh, not a lot of resistance there until, you know, until the third quarter, the Dre Greenlaw event, we'll call it, <laughs> um, incident. 
and the Dom, uh, the Dom that, event. Dom, yeah, exactly. Dom, yeah. That that seemed like a very Eagles like situation to crawl back into the game. Like turn it into a street fight, and then let that offensive line, let Jalen Hurts, sort of lean on the opposing team, which is what they did against the Chiefs, which they did against the Bills. And the 49ers essentially said, not against us. We're not going to let that happen. And and they answered that with that big Debo uh, 48-yard touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel obviously having a monster, monster uh, Debo 2021-like game uh, tonight. What was that statement? You mentioned like, the ebbs and the flows. I said, We know how that stadium is. I was there for the NFC Championship game, you know, kind of a dud after the quarterback injuries but the emotions of it the pregame the build-up they get that you know nice first quarter they could have been scoring touchdowns they weren't obviously a major point with four ers defense was not giving up touchdowns giving up long drives but not touchdowns but then once that 49ers avalanche starts to hit what's that like in that stadium it starts to get quiet um this starts to, you know, the, the swearing doesn't stop, but this time it's directed at the at the officials. Remember the um, uh, there was a late hit, perhaps by Oren Burks on Jalen Hurts running out of bounds, and so that got everybody incensed. And then when the uh, Drake Green- Greenlaw incident occurs, that gets everybody back into the game to the point. Tim, you've been in that press box. the The fans are right there. Mm-hmm. They're, They're not shy. Yeah, not shy you. about turning around, <laughs> looking at you, putting you on like a, a video. Like you know, your face is a foot away from theirs. And at one point, I I, I got very smart and I moved to the second row. You do I was that. actually sitting in Prague Morate's seat, and no. I knew Prague wasn't going to be in the press box. So I grabbed Prague, Prague's seat in the second row. At one point, this is during that that whole fracas, and it was a long delay. The uh, the fans are so exercised that they turn around, and start beating on the, in the glass, and they actually are able to open. Mm. They slide the glass slides mm. there, and they open right in front of Mayoko. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they meant to, but it wasn't mm. locked, and so mm-hmm. it, it opens wide open, and um, you know that just shows you. Uh, how full throat they were at that point, yelling at us. Uh, they like, know you're the we're part of the 49 right? Event. They know, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what, it, what do they do with these windows? They let just let the windows pry open. Do the attendants rush in and try to close it, or what? The attendant eventually showed up and locked it with a key, but it was unlocked, and <laughs> so we were all afraid that as soon as the game ends, they're just going to open the uh, the window from the other side and steal all of our laptops. Yeah. And, yeah. I'd have to explain to the New York Times company why my laptop was stolen. Blame Mayoko. That's hilarious. Mayoko, <laughs> we're coming after you. You're the guy. You're a retribution. Dom, Dom's people will get you. That's it. <laughs> we were afraid that they were going to snatch Mayoko out of the front row and pull him into the stands. I mean, if, if I had still been there, I definitely would have gotten snapped up for sure. You could have like just the, thrown like my the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz, like when the flying monkeys come down <laughs> and they snatch up the scarecrow. That would have been me. Oh, that's great. That's great. I can just picture that. I can picture the 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 the, the mood of the press box when that's happening. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, watching on TV, I think TV did a nice job. Fox's lead group, so that you know all the angles were covered and. And the announcers were good about it. And, you know, clearly you, you can't pick up a, a, a receiver, Devonta Smith, pick him up and throw him on the ground. Like that's an automatic penalty. But you're doing it into the Eagle sideline near Sirianni. So if you're near Sirianni, you're near his security guy. 
who kind of got into it. Like we've seen that. I hate when it happens, but people are saying, I've never seen this before from so like I've seen in the NBA where like somebody's personal bodyguard gets into the middle of a fracas because they think, you know, they got to protect their people or whatever. Um, they're kind of famous. This guy's famous. So I think, you know, he, he's going to get, that's going to get him involved even more. Um, what did you think of it while you were seeing it? Uh, what did you think of the, like the 49ers reaction to it, to the crowd's reaction to it? Was it all clear to you? Like when you were there, was it all kind of being explained to you or shown to you? It was, um, it quickly became apparent that this was a security guy. My thought was that, okay, if the Eagles are going to be able to crawl back into this, and they were being throttled at that point, it's going to be something like this. It's going to give them a spark. It's going to allow Hertz to go down. They're going to get a uh, brotherly shove touchdown. Everything is going to start going in uh, in Eagles fashion. Um, I was watching Shanahan through my binoculars. And he was incensed, like as angry as I've ever seen him on the field. And to the point where I thought he was going to get a penalty or get tossed from the game because he was out. And, and, you know, the, the, the Philadelphia fans, we make fun of them for being crude, but they're sharp. Um, and they're, they're going to take every advantage that they can get. And they were at full throat when Shanahan was on the field. And this was late in that whole kind of process uh, and Shanahan's out there and it turns out that Shanahan was angry because um, the security guard gets thrown from the game just like Drake Greenlaw does but there's no penalty uh, associated with it uh, the, the 49ers get penalized uh, and they they lose their starting weak side backer the Eagles there's zero repercussions and Shanahan's point was that this guy's neither a player nor a coach and all and there he is on the sideline getting in the face of one of the players and helping to kind of ratchet it up to the level where uh people get ejected and so that's what really got him steam is that here's a non-coach a guy that should be you know many many yards behind the sideline blending into the background and he's ha- having a pivotal role uh on this play yeah and you could see i mean what if that starts happening? Everyone's got these guys, right? And what if they try to start stuff? Uh, 49ers could try to start stuff. You know, I, I hate when staffers get involved. Like, they're not, you're not a player. Get off the field. Get away from the player. Uh, but you see the long, the convoluted explanation for that uh, in the, in the uh, official report? Yes. Uh, I mean, we, 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 re- yeah. we re- requested the pool yeah. report. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, yeah, I think the Eagles wanted it, too, because there were all sorts of questions about what happened. Um, and I thought that they did a good job explaining it, yep. that 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 type of play gives New York the opportunity to kind of review things on video and then make judgments about who should or should not be ejected from the game. You know, usually to me, it's sort of that um, over uh bravado all that kind of uh, tough guy stuff usually comes from the strength coach that's yep. usually the strength you know the guy the guy can't get his arms down because he's so muscular it's usually that type of guy you know in the college ranks or or the nfl that's you know pulling that maneuver it it, it is a little strange to see the security guy and the 49ers have a security guy uh the last time that he was prominent was during that rams game uh, I, I forget whether it was last year or the year before, where the two smoke bombers came onto the field, mm-hmm. and he was one of the people chasing them around, which is what 
you expect <laughs> the security guy to do, not not to get involved in a football play. I've had some security guys, uh, for the, either the coach or the GMs, wanting to fight me because I got a- around their guy too much. But uh, uh, that's a whole other thing. Uh, those guys think they're players. They do. Like, like Some of them are great. I shouldn't say that. The guys who put themselves in the mo- – they, they think they're players. They feel like they're part of the team, and they're not. I like, love to like, – you're not a player. You're not part of the team. You're somebody hired to stand there. That's what you are. Okay, that's a rant. I should, should get off of that. But uh, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, they did say, you know, you can't, if there's a flag thrown, you can review and, and decide whether the flag should be picked up or not. If there's not a flag thrown and there was not a flag thrown on the Eagles, you can't go in on video and then throw a flag. You can only eject them. That, that's why there wasn't the penalty there. I sort of understood that. It's just kind of a little, you know, part of the bureaucracy of it, but understandable. And if you're Drake Greenlaw, you don't do it, right? You don't take the bait. Don't take the bait there. If it's not a player, don't shove them. Like you don't like it, but then point them out to the officials and say, "Get this guy out of here." I think that guy's gonna get suspended. Maybe he'll he might not be on the sidelines. I mean, he's a folk hero in Philly for all those Philly ways, but you can't touch a player like that. Like he went up to Drake Greenlaw and and kind of shoved them. He thought he was a player. He's not a player. You have to reinforce that by getting him out of there. I, I I'm not gonna tweet that because it sounds like a biased Bay Area thing, and I I don't want to be that. But I do really feel that I would say that about it. 49ers security person who did that. They do not belong anywhere near touching an opponent's player. Just do not. So yeah, he uh, he definitely escalated the situation. What what you know we're we're not going to talk about a lot because the 49ers won so handily. This is Dre Greenlaw's third unnecessary roughness penalty this season. Yep. And it's the second time in two seasons he's been tossed from a game. Uh, week ten last year against the Chargers, he hits. Uh, Justin Herbert, helmet to helmet. There was some question about intentional, but he has a track record for those types of plays. And and those types of plays, like I said, help uh, give the opponent a spark. Um, that that did not help the 49ers at all. Now they they reacted to it well, uh, but um, you know he's he 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 does that. He goes over the line. He goes over the line too much, and he puts his uh, his team in a disadvantage when he does that. Yeah, so that wasn't a time he needed to be the intimidator, right? He didn't, no. You know, you're up, you're winning, there's a great moment. There was really a 15-yard penalty on the kickoff, and I, I didn't see what the penalty, who did it, but they already give them great field position on the kickoff. And then as they're moving, you give them another 15, and you get tossed out. And he was playing great, too. I mean, I thought Greenlaw was great. Um, and you get yourself thrown out, so... Um, I guess we got, you know, Fred Warner, man, you got to give Owen Burks a nod because I didn't see them fall off when he went no. in there. Uh, no, I thought he was pretty was... fast. A couple times they threw that little flat pass and he was there. Um, so they, you know, they are deep. They, they got, they come at, they come at you with a lot of depth, not just on the defensive line. Where else do you want to go with this, uh, Barrows? Who, who else, uh, deserves some conversation? I mean, I feel like all the defensive linemen do. Um, well, I, I thought Randy Gregory really, um, What's Randy that? Gregory instead of Chase Young. I mean, were you struck by that? There was a lot of that early. There was there was more uh, Cleveland Furl early on. I mean, uh, to me, it, it's sort of uh, obvious who the best four rushers are, and Chase Young is part of that group. And I thought Chase Young had a had a nice game, uh, but for some reason, and no, we didn't get into it after the game. It's a little bit uh, of minutia at the moment, but maybe during the week. But that that was a, a a big question. Why Randy Gregory? Why? Cleveland Furl uh, and not a lot of Chase Young early on. 
they were obviously uh, rotating those guys in rapidly. And, and I thought they were doing more at defensive tackle because of Eric Armstead's foot injury. Um, they had five defensive tackles up for this game. That's the first time they've had that all season. Uh, Kalia Davis, a can't remember whether he's a, uh, a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick, but from a couple of years ago, had his first uh, snaps ever and, and ended up with a sack. Uh, so he was part of that steady rotation as well. I thought it was a, a really nice game for uh, Javon Kinlaw, who yep. did not play well Two at sacks. all Two sacks. In, in Philadelphia last year. And uh, he was um, he, he, he's moving around well. You can see that the, the knee is uh, not nearly as problematic as it used to be. But, you know, basically all of those guys were extremely disciplined in – their rush lanes, which meant that um, Hertz may have had more time than uh, a typical 49ers opponent has, but he didn't have the escape routes that uh, he he likes to have and that he looks for. And so that that ended up with a lot of those long plays where he ends up throwing the ball out of bounds. Yeah, I thought maybe my guess was maybe they think Randy Gregory and Furl are just more disciplined in that. And Chase Young might get out of his lane. Be, you know, what you do, you know, you're trying to get to the quarterback whatever way you can. But in that one, they were trying to maintain that outside edge, both sides. Bosa did a nice job on the, on the left side. And he didn't really try to get around that edge, right? Because he didn't try to lose it to go too far upfield and have Hurts cut inside of him. I thought that the tackles, re- I thought Hargrave was great in the middle, just trying to, you know, you're not going to get burst up a seam here. The linebackers were aware of him. I thought going in that way, I think I said that on this podcast last week, like just keeping track of Hertz was going to be their number one priority because the guy makes so many huge plays with his legs. He, we saw it in the Bills game, touchdown and overtime, whatever, all that stuff. But they didn't let the seven rushes, 20 yards. Like that's yes. 46 yards total rushing. Like this is a team that was averaging 133.3 per game. A lot of that's hurts, but it, it's part of their running game. For the 49ers to say, you're not running on us, that, that's playoff stuff. Like that's – and what I wrote about, you know, kind of big picture not being there was, this is Kyle Shanahan, man. This is classic Shanahan. Have the patience to go through a couple tough series. Just keep running and don't just throw away the running. You got Christian McCaffrey, it's easier when you got that. But still, some guys would just bail from the running game, you know, just be physical, be patient. You're going to wear them down. But what Bosa was saying, both sides of the ball. It's such a November, December thing. We know what his record is. And you know, I think there's 36 and 20 in the regular season, the Shanahan era in November, December, and January regular season. We know that they play well in the playoffs. We'll see what they, if they can win a Super Bowl. But I just thought it was classic Shanahan. And the lapping, right? You know, you set yourself up to get the last score of the first half. You get the first score of the second half. And you basically, you do that, you win. You get two touchdowns and those two possessions are going to win. It went from 7-6 when they got the ball on the 10-yard line with like 437 left. They drive all the way down. They score 14-6. They score. They get the first. They get the kickoff in the third quarter. And they go down and score 21-6. It's like ball game. You know, not really, you know, officially, but that's that's hard. I didn't say that. I was saying Harbaugh. No, it's Shanahan. Uh, he plays to it. He has a team that can take advantage of it. That quarterback, obviously, it makes a big difference when you don't have any quarterback, but it makes a difference when it was Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. And this team is primed. I mean, you know, who are you going to say is better than them right now? I mean, Chiefs just lost to the we're recording this on Sunday night. Chiefs just lost to the Packers. Tough matchup in a weird little short week, but um, 
I, I don't know. Who's better than 49ers, Barrows? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, the Eagles just beat the Chiefs and the 49ers just beat the Eagles. And now the Eagles have to go to Dallas and then they have to go to Seattle. Um, I mean, they're already kind of reeling from this this battery of games that they had. Uh, Very, very likely that they're going to drop you know, one of those two games. And and I'm not saying that the, the Eagles are bad. I think they're going to probably rally at, at the end of the season and into the playoffs and whatnot. But this is a, a tough stretch for them. And the 49ers are taking advantage. Um, you know, the next challenge for the 49ers, and they've been very good at this. And this was sort of what I wrote about is just how we, we've all written about this at, at various points, but just how mature Brock Purdy is and how he plays and thinks like a veteran and he didn't allow himself to get um, emotional for this game because he knew that if he did, then you might lose, you know, the next one or one of the next two, and then it, it would make a a win in Philadelphia moot. So I mean, they're they're kind of thinking um, long term in all this, and it, so I don't think that they're going to be um, spent for the Seahawks game coming up. But it's a good question because. You would think that this is a trap game scenario. You had these two vicious road games at Seattle, at Philadelphia. Then you come home to uh, the friendly confines of Levi Stadium and you exhale. I, I think they're already sort of, at least their team leaders are guarding against that. And I don't think that that's going to happen for a full game. It might happen initially. Um, but, um, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of Brock Purdy. He got this guy on a ridiculously small rookie salary, and he thinks and acts like a 35-year-old. <laughs> yep, and he plays like one, right? I mean, and I think right. they're, they're counting, like, it's not even like a surprise when he plays like this. They're just assuming he's going to make throws. That throw in the opening drive of the third quarter that where he throws it, oh, that little deep out route to McCaffrey, where yeah. when he's throwing a ball, McCaffrey's covered, but he knows McCaffrey's going to beat his guy while the ball's in the air like a 26 yard gain like that that stuff is just like jimmy never hit that i you know i want to keep bagging on jimmy but they were a really good team with jimmy garoppolo and he never hit that pass he does he does there's some things and yeah the bounce off the defender and scuttle around for another five yards like jimmy tried that and he blew out his acl and you know this is they're getting stuff from brock purdy that they are now counting on and he's just delivering to them game after game on the road Tough situation. Wet football. I don't know. Was it raining at all, Barrows? But look, it was. It was wet for sure. I mean, it was misty. If you were out there for any amount of time, you were going to be wet. Uh, it didn't. I, I don't know. Did, did either team have a a turnover in this nope. game? It didn't. No didn't seem to yeah. affect the game. No. I thought uh, early, like maybe Purdy's, you know, didn't feel like his hand was all the way on the ball. But some of that was the pressure too. Purdy had a great play. This will this will go unnoticed uh, in the whole you know pantheon of all his big plays. But there was a really bad snap, and I think it was on that third drive, their first scoring drive. But it was a really bad shotgun snap, and they were kind of pinned up against their own 
goal line. And he reaches out with one hand, his right hand, and he kind of grabs it with one hand and is able to control it. Um, you know, easily see that getting past a quarterback and turning into a safety. And then all of a sudden it's an avalanche type of situation. Um, you're just behind the, the eight ball and everything uh, piles on you. So, yeah, there, there were some sort of subtle things that he did in this game that were good. I mean, I, I thought that that McCaffrey throw was, you know, one of the uh, top three throws from him in this game. <laughs> we keep, you're yeah. right. When he lets go, there's no separation. When the ball arrives, there's a good, I don't know, six, yep. seven yards separation. Um, but yeah, you have to be able to kind of see that before it actually occurs. And that's the that's the brain of Brock Purdy. That's his superpower. That's what that's uh that's to him what a strong arm is to Josh Allen. Yep. And some athleticism to athleticism to him also that I think does still surprise defenses that they're not expecting that he's going to be able to wiggle over there and get the extra little step. certainly surprised Bradley Roby. Yeah. He kind of, he just, he kind of like, eh, I'm just going to knock this guy down and whoop, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, we've talked about this before. This really was the Debo goes one way. The McCaffrey goes the other way. And the defense just screw it, gets screwed up. Now you also, you give them the ball to these guys and they do great stuff, but you really saw like on the, the, the first touchdown, I think to you, you're like sending Debo to the right on that weird little, like did he they turn around twice and then go start then get him in motion going right and then Purdy rolls left defense is already tilting right and then he throws it across he wanted to throw to Jennings in the flat he's covered there's Ayuk coming to the back there uh, wasn't the greatest throw in the world a little low but Ayuk makes a great play like just like the defenses are like oh my god we got the, we got two of these guys like what are we doing uh, and I thought. Shannon was really on his game, you know, like he just had him off balance, you know, five straight touchdown drives. That's going to show something. Um, but it's really those two guys that just sends the defense and it just, it's a mess. And like this, it, it, were you thinking like this was the Shanahan NFC championship game plan? Like this is the one they felt so good about. I wish I should have written it. I forgot to put it in my column, actually, maybe it's posted, maybe it's not. Uh, but you know, they're talking about, you know, that's what Debo and Ayuk were talking about their Super Bowl week or after. Like this, like we were going to be open. We had guys open. Ayuk was going to be has a touchdown on the play that Purdy got hurt. Like they, they I don't know if I agree with them, but I understand the confidence. I think we saw some of that. Doesn't mean that this was the exact game plan, but Shanahan saw the holes. He saw how he was going to attack them. Uh and I do go back. They scored a touchdown with Josh Johnson as quarterback. Yeah, that was the McCaffrey touchdown run. Yeah. So right. like I don't know that they're going to win that game with Josh Johnson, but they would have had obviously a much better shot than they did with Brock Purdy just handing the ball off every play in the second half. Did you think that like this could have been what the NFC championship game would have looked like with Brock Purdy healthy? Yeah. I mean, um, like we had discussed last week, I think that they got the Eagles at a, at a good that point. Yeah. Um, and it's not as strong an Eagles team as it was last year. I mean, those, those linebackers today did not play well and they're not starters. They've got some injuries at that position, but uh, I forget his first name, but Morrow, number 41. Nicholas Morrow, yeah. Nicholas Morrow did not have a good game. He's not – he just didn't. Um, and I think that that's, you know, something that the 49ers picked out and um, all that misdirection stuff. Uh, once you got – once they got the uh, the Eagles wobbling, um, it was over. I mean, it, it, it I, what I was thinking during the game was this is – Shanahan's best game as a play caller like as you just illustrated every time you thought they were going left he would go right he was one step ahead 
of the defense throughout. And when you've got a quarterback who's in in lockstep with the play caller, that's uh, that's lethal. And it, and it certainly was from quarters two through four on Sunday. And more, Shane, I mean, Juwan Jennings gets like most of the second half, it seemed like. Uh, I think they pull Juszczyk off the field most of that time to go three wideouts, but they do not tend to do a lot because they love their fullbacks and they love their tight ends. They go one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Jennings, we know, you know, I can basically consider him like a tight end because he's such a good blocker, but he's getting open deep. He's scoring a touchdown. Um, I, I wouldn't have expected that. I didn't think Kyle Shannon was going to pull out three wide receiver sets uh, in, in this game uh, on that field, but it was there. Like he saw it. I don't know if that's what he would have done in the NFC Championship game, but I thought Jennings, obviously, you know, made some really big plays. And that's just another weapon they got. Like Kyle Shannon just throwing out these, you know, extra cards he's got. Uh, I, th- I thought he played, he, he did, yeah, he played, called a really good game. Another thing I should have put in there. Like it was Kyle Shanahan's best call game. I think I implied it in there. Um, he's got a lot of stuff. I think he feels it. He feels that he's got a lot of stuff. It's best stuff he's going to have, maybe better than. The Falcons, you know, in 2016 when he had the MVP and they scored 500-something points. I think this 49er team, are they going to score 500? They're going to score right there, right in there somewhere. I guess you get the extra game, so they're probably definitely going to score 500. But they're explosive. They're healthy right now. We show how long it lasts. Uh, And it really helps when you can gain eight yards on first and ten by just running left (laughs) every single time. Yeah. Because – 71 and 65 are, are freaking blocking, right? They are really blocking. It's almost, I think, that Kyle kind of avoids it early because he doesn't want to overdo it because he wants to go back to it. But maybe you should just do it. The first three plays, run right behind those two guys because McCaffrey's going to get eight yards almost every time, it seems like, behind those guys. That that was a bit of a surprise to me. I thought that this would be a game where either John Feliciano started at right guard or he at least did the rotational thing like they did with Daniel Brunscale. But it was a, a full um, Spencer Burford game. Um, Burford must have had a good week of practice. He was not in that starter spot on, on the Wednesday, the first day of practice. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they must have trusted that he would recover. And, and, and he and McKibbitts did after those first two series, they started playing better. Again, the, the, the defense was off balance at that point. But you're absolutely right that um, the big early plays almost uniformly came to the left side uh, in that game. And that's what sort of uh, got the, uh, the, the, uh, the Eagles into their, into their wobble a bit. Um, Nick Wagoner, our friend Nick, asked a question um, of Shanahan after the game. You know, he noted that you had said earlier in, in the year that he, this team still wasn't quite playing up to its potential, as good as it can be. Um, do you still think that after the Eagles game? And I, I think Shanahan was very careful um, to say, well, each game since the bye, we've gotten a little bit better, but that there's still more to get. But I have to think that they're kind of getting close offensively to what that uh, what that potential is. I mean, um, you're right to point out Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings had his best game of the season, his first touchdown of the season. So here we are in early December, and they really haven't ever tapped Jawan Jennings yet. He had three throws or three targets on third down. Um, one of them turns into a touchdown. Another turns into a first down. And the other uh, gets them to fourth and one, and Chris McCaffrey gets it, gets the first down on the next play. So a um, 
a really strong game from him and, um, you know, uh, very much um, following suit for this game where you have your big guys who are basically pushing around the uh, the Eagles defenders, especially the secondary. Well, I guess no surprise you run left that well. The Debo touchdown on the end of round coming right because they got to be leaning left. You're faking left and you send Debo around to the right side. Like that's Shanahan, right? It's everything's connected. I make you think I'm going this way because we're so good. And then we go the other way. And then sometimes I'm going to go this way. And then you go the other way. Um, Shanahan in his bag. Won't always be like that. Hasn't been like that. You can't always be like that, but man, they were cooking. They were cooking today and makes you think they're going to be cooking a lot the rest of the season. Um, any minuses you got out of this barrels? Well, the first uh, couple of drives were, were definitely minuses. I mean, we've already given a minus to Dre Greenlaw for mm-hmm. kind of putting his his team in that situation. Um, the uh, the special teams I thought was fine. Yep. Uh, Debo Samuel had a nice uh, kind of. I thought he might. Run, I thought he might run one back. He was going getting to full yeah. speed. You know, right around the ten. You go if he gets to full speed at the fifteen and he gets through somebody, he's gone. I think he thought that. I think he definitely yeah, you saw his reaction afterwards. Yeah. He he saw the opportunity there, and that would have that would have uh, that would have uh, brought down the stadium because they were the, the Eagles fans were out for hmm. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel was the number one uh, in their minds, the number one crybaby after that game, and uh, they would have loved to kind of uh, put him in his place. And it was quite the opposite. It was a you know, like I said, it was a quintessential Debo game. I thought Jair Brown was a little shaky early, right? You know, missed the yes. AJ Brown yeah. tackle, right? That was a big, like third and nine, short pass to AJ Brown, cutting across. You can stop him from either, you know, maybe right at the first down line, maybe a little, maybe it's a 12 yard game, and he misses, and then it's a 20 yard game. Like, you know, that could have really been part of a problem. Another time, I think he kind of took a bad angle. Like, he's so fast. Like, they're not used to He's so fast that he runs himself, I think, out of angles sometimes. You've just got to, you know, Deshaun Gibson's not going to run too fast to get himself. Although he kind of had a couple iffy plays early on. Uh, but they must have tightened that up. I mean, I didn't see that happen at all later. Um, I think part of it, you, you mentioned they were tired. Offensively, maybe you get less tired on defense, but also you know, Hertz went into the tent, went to the locker room, concussion, came back out. But I think he was very much not interested in running after that, like just not going to do it. And when you take that out of that offense, it's a whole different situation. And he just didn't look 100% right. Like he just didn't throw the ball real crisply. You understand he's got a gimpy knee. He's had one, you know, for a few weeks. But I mean, they'll get the best of him if they play him again. Like that's what they got to know. They're not going to see this Eagles team. They're going to see a fresher tougher team but you know what if you get the number one seed in the 49ers you're going to be the freshest team going into playoffs so yeah that's really there like you think they're going to get the one seed numbers i mean uh like i said the the, the eagles have uh you know they're, they're still in the middle of their gauntlet um the, the 49ers have the easier schedule they've got the ravens on on christmas they've got to go out back out east and play the commanders um you know that that should be you know a quote unquote easy win. It it won't be uh, because of the travel and because uh, you know the Commanders play good defense. I I, I just don't think it's going to be uh, a cakewalk walk like uh, probably people think right now. But um, yeah, I mean I I do I really do. I think you know obviously they they have the tiebreaker edge over the Eagles right now, um, and they've got momentum and um, they've got health. And those are two big things going into um, 
the month of December. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, you know, this was there were three MVP candidates uh, playing in this game. Uh, Jalen Hurts is probably the the front runner for the league right now, and and I think he should be. Um, Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, and and I think in a, a game with this type of prominence, just the way that Purdy played, I think yeah. at least his chances of being the league MVP uh, go up a little bit. I, I still think it's a long shot, but um, you know, the more visibility he gets, the more he plays well in big games, national TV, um, in an opposing stadium, which he's done the last two weeks the more realistic that becomes. Yeah, I, I had McCaffrey last week, but the quarterback's just stacking. I mean, knowing that the quarterback is the, the position they give the award to almost every single time, and 70% with like 11 yards per attempt, like that is ridiculous. Oh, Greg, again, I think Greg Olson's really good, and he was saying that. You just don't have that combination. With that, you know, efficiency also getting that many yards per attempt like he's getting the ball downfield there was a ton of yak today but that's part of it you're getting the getting the guy in stride you're getting it to the right time and you're letting their talent take over um yeah i don't know if he's gonna win mvp mahomes always seems like the the, the favorite you you would say but man um this guy's putting on a run and he and again he was not that bad even when we were saying it was a struggle he wasn't that bad there's a lot of quarterbacks that had worse runs than him uh, when he threw those, what, five interceptions in three games. They lose them all, but I didn't think he was horrible. And this stuff now is just classic MVP numbers. So, And McCaffrey, by the way, puts up, what, 90 rushing yards. He's over 1,000 and, you know, just scores a touchdown. Just regular, regular old McCaffrey stuff. This is this is. I mean, I'm, I'm only now just looking at it, at his numbers um, because there were so many other storylines. But, yeah, 93 yards, 5.5 average, touchdown. That's just the rushing end of it. He also had three catches for 40 yards. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, a good argument uh, for him, too. I mean, and there were some runs today where it was all McCaffrey. And they, no other running backs in this league are picking up eight yards. They're picking up two. Uh, and he's just seeing the angles. And it, it was a strong game for him. He runs hard. That guy just runs so hard. All right, but all the other thing, you know, Shanahan, clean shaven Shanahan. What was he that way during the week? I don't remember him that way during the week. Um, yeah, he he certainly looked fresh after the game. Haircut. He was, he was in a much better mood after the game than he was in the middle of the third quarter. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I just thought it was a clean Shanahan. He looks young. I just thought he looks young when he gets clean, you know, cleans up because it's all that gray stubble. You pull that out, you give himself a haircut, and he looks clean. And maybe it's a Kyle Shanahan reset. I think we should do fashion advice for people on this uh, podcast. I think that would be a nice kicker to it. What's your advice for Shanahan then? Just go with a clean cut? Clean cut's good? Yeah. You know, anytime you want to feel younger, you uh, you kind of go with a clean cut. Clean cut. He was the red. He doesn't normally wear red. He was wearing the red. He wow, you're black. noticing a lot about oh, when his I, fashion. When I, you know me. You've sat next to me. I notice everything, Barrows. <laughs> Uh, and I'll give you this one. Moody was kicking the, he was just kicking extra points, but he looked like he was kicking good. And he kicked it through the end zone a couple of times on the kickoffs. Yeah, right. They didn't, um, they put the kind of kick return game out of the question. If he can do it every time, yeah, what are you doing? Do it. Yeah. What are you doing? You're, you're giving up the threat of a 40 yard return. Why don't you just kick it out of bounds? I mean, kick it through the end zone. It's, and then you're threatening him kicking out of bounds with these little short ones to the corner. And that's disaster. So 
Brian Schneider, what the hell are you doing? There's my minus. What the hell? Are you well, doing? they're they're just looking for opportunities for something better than the twenty five yard line, but they've they've proven the last the uh, previous two weeks that it's just too risky. Well, to, that defense uh, to do. just have them trying to go seventy five. Why, why why won't you just do that? There's your there's your minus. All right, I think uh, it's too early to look at the next. We're not going to do pick make our picks for unless you want to for next week's. No, it's too early. We might do another show. We might not. The number. I'll just say this. I'm not going to brag about it on anywhere else. But the numbers are very good. We I thank everyone for listening. I thank Odyssey for hosting us. Uh, I am very happy. Barros, you happy with the numbers? I haven't even told you what the numbers are. But I don't good. know the numbers. But Tim, if you're happy, I'm happy. There you go. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. All right, thanks so much for staying up late, Barrows, and uh, skipping dinner or whatever you had to do. This is uh, this is yeoman's work. Uh, the the Marriott Cafe was still open when I got in. Uh, grabbed a slice, and that's uh, that's all I need. You're just charged up on on uh, Philadelphia love, brotherly love. All right, Barrows, have a good trip back. We'll see you when you're back here, everybody. That's the show for today. Mm-hmm.